Hi everyone, Matt Waldron here from Level Next Leadership. Thanks for tuning in to On The Pulse. This podcast is the overflow of my own life and looks at practical insights, models, and tactics to help you lead yourself well and live purpose congruent. My hope is you can get access to some personal breakthroughs, build that great life, and be a gift to the world. Thanks so much for taking an interest. Enjoy. Well, welcome back. Um, Just a quick summary here. We've talked about building in grace to face the truth. We've talked about limiting beliefs a bit and helping to understand that. We've talked about chunking down and we're up to leveraging and we're up to number six of, of leveraging, which is about dealing with origins. Sometimes to get to the limiting belief, we do need to go back to that first 10 years of our life where, and we're going back to it not to um, go through all the trauma and experience again, but what we're doing is we're going back to look at the data and look at the information and look at the conclusions and the meaning that we put on things as a child with a child brain, a child world, a child perspective. And now we're looking at it from a totally different perspective which is as an adult. And an adult has power, an adult has authority, whereas often a child's authority and power is outsourced to their parents or authority figures. And that can really limit the ability to be able to do the change work that we need to do. But now that you're an adult, you know, you have choice. You can take responsibility, 100% responsibility. You have choice and you can now go back and look at that relationship dynamic you had with your teacher or the bully or the or the parents or whatever with a different set of eyes, a different set of resourcefulness, a different set of experience. And so sometimes looking at our place of origin of where things started to maybe not go so well uh, with our belief systems is a helpful place to go. Number seven, dealing with the subconscious. I mean, we need to understand that this whole self-awareness piece is about you know, looking into the subconscious and bringing it to the conscious. Neurolinguistics programs talks about that, you know, the unconscious becoming conscious. And that's a big part of that self-awareness piece that we need to understand. And again, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're unpacking the ground, we're loosening up the ground to get to the limiting belief here. Number eight, the system serves the life. This is something that I've realized I've come across so much is that so many people, you know, uh, think that the system... Um, is in control of the life. Whereas I have a belief that the system serves the life. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Any system I put up in, put in place in my life, my sleeping rate routines, my exercise routines, my my work, you know, life. That system must serve the life, not the other way around. A lot of people get really stuck and are unable to really get to the limiting beliefs because they think the system is the thing that's in charge of the life. And what happens is you can imagine we can get trapped. And a really horrible analogy here that I'm going to use and I, is that sometimes when we have sickness, you know, our soul gets trapped in our body and we, and we can really struggle with that because, um, you know, our soul wants to break through and do things, and but we're going through some some sickness that's kind of trapping us in there. And, and um, there's other work you can do around that. The last thing is about a coherent worldview. Now, 
This is something that I've come across so often is that, and this is pretty high level sort of thinking stuff, but at some point in our life, we have to go there and we have to really evaluate, is our worldview coherent? Is it logically consistent? Is it life-giving to us? You know, for me, anyone knows me, I'm a person of faith, but I wasn't always a person of faith. I came to a place of faith a bit later on because I realized that my, my worldview limited me. It didn't give me access to what I really wanted. So everyone has a worldview. The question is, is your worldview coherent, logical, and helpful for the wellness success in life that you want? Or is it generating limiting beliefs? A lot of people's worldview is actually generating limiting beliefs. Have you ever thought about that? Think about that. If you believe a certain thing, <laughs> like for example, if you believe in evolution, it can help you with certain things, but it really limits you in other things. It doesn't give any explanation for certain things, but if you believe in God, you, be, you, know, you know what I'm trying to say. Is it helpful to understand that not everything we and others believe is actually true? I think it's a really helpful, humble place to, to, to start here. For some time, people thought and believed that the world was flat. It's interesting because it hindered exploration, trade, and society's ability to grow as a global community. Think about that. We believe that as truth. That was a limiting belief. It was actually not true. And yet societies believed that and as a result were limited and constrained. We now know that it's not true and things are better for knowing that truth. It has opened up other complexities, of course, but... The truth, you know, as they say, you know, brings with it a uh, freedom and responsibility. So placing an unchecked meaning can affect our wellness success and keep us stuck in limiting beliefs. And I want to just talk really quickly here um, on, a, on a bit of a deeper intellectual level, okay? I want to talk about worldview and sort of unpack it intellectually for those of you out there who want to get something a little bit more meaty out of this. I want to talk about the correspondence theory, you know, attaching a situation and or making a statement that corresponds consistently to a particular reality. So this is how the equation works out, right? And um, they use some of these things in, in courts of law to prove if something is true or not based upon the evidence. Now, as I said at the front, for me, if, if a belief is true for me, I find that it comes with great freedom. I find it comes with... Um, a sense of opportunity, and I, I find it comes with a sense of morality attached to it. That's what I've experienced when I come across the truth. Whereas when I'm believe, having a limiting belief in a certain area, I find that I'm bound up by fear. I, 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 my options are limited. I'm, I'm, you know, literally uh, bound up in some way, shape, or form. So this is about three things to get to truth. This is about getting to the truth. And like I said, this is used in legal legal settings. So those of you out there who are lawyers, you know, if I butcher this, please forgive me. Uh, I'm just trying to communicate something here. So number one, we start with a statement. Then we think about reality. Then we think about consistency. So the statement, the reality, and the consistency, if all those line up together, then there's a, a higher probability that it's truth as opposed to just an unexamined statement. For example... If you jump off that 60-story building, you will fall to the ground and die. Now, that's a statement? Is that reality? 
Well, I think we can do some research and say that there's no one, maybe there might have been one person who survived a 60-story building fall. I don't know if there ever has been. But I think that the reality is that's pretty close to reality. And is there consistency in that? If I lie, if a million people lined up on a 60-story building and decided to jump off, perish the thought, would the truth be that all of them would fall to the ground and die? Well, I think it'd be pretty close. So is this statement true? Why or why not? Here's another example. A prosecutor might say to the accused, you are guilty of murder. Where were you on the night of the murder? The accused responds by saying, it's impossible for me to have done this murder because at the time and place of the alleged murder happened, I was in another country on business and I can prove it. See, suddenly the truth statement or truth claim in this case is up for grabs. Our limiting beliefs are built on statements and assumed reality and a belief that it's consistent. They are truth statements that we live or die by at times. Ouch. Here's another example. Remember my statement of truth, which I was which was actually a limiting belief that was holding me back. I concluded from the limited experience, knowledge, and almost zero investigation that if you perform perfectly, you get the love. See, we need to examine these limiting beliefs. Once we kind of discover something under the hood, we need to begin to really have a examine it and say, well, you know, is this consistently true? So I asked myself, is it true that if I perform perfectly, I always get the love? Well, I found it wasn't true. I found that sometimes I do a really good job at a talk or a, I found in life as I evolved, I sort of evolved and grew and I've did, done lots of different things in my life and I've, I, sometimes I've shown up really awesome and people have not liked it. I'm going, okay. Is this reality that if I perform perfectly every time that I always get the love? Well, no. So much of the, that is not in my control. Is this statement life-giving and helpful for me? Well, no, it's not because it's creating a massive expectation for me. It's outsourcing a lot of my uh, you know, psychological and emotional security to other people. Can you see that? That limiting belief is outsourcing my security to other people. It's also outsourcing it to a perfect performance. Now, this podcast is far from perfect. You could pick holes in it and so could I. That's not the point. I've come to realize that, you know, a better way to approach this would be, you know, show up at your best and and I leave the results on the table. I, I have an intended result that I want to achieve through the things that I do, but I cannot control that result. All I can control is my belief and the process of delivering that result. That's all the things that are in my control and all the rest is out of there. So for me these days, free from this perfectionist spirit that sort of came into my life because of that. See, the limiting beliefs that are unexamined, assumed truths, that's what we can can live by. Another one is called the coherent theory. Now, originally developed by Hegel and uh, Spinzar, it often seems to be an accurate description of how our concept of truth works when it comes to limiting beliefs. Put simply, a belief is true when we are able to incorporate it in an orderly and logical manner into a larger and more complex system of belief. We do that by 
uh, by factoring in three elements that must all work together in unity to achieve and prove uh, this, this truth claim. These three factors are logical consistency, empir- empirically adequate, and experientially relevant. I'm only going to look at one here, which is logical consistency, just for the sake of time. So logical consistency is a set of statements in logical consistency, if they can all be true at the same time. A set of statements in logical inconsistency, if they cannot all be true at the same time, then it proves that it's not true. They must be able to coexist together in logical consistency. It may also be helpful to think of logical consistency as a set of beliefs that do not contradict each other, regardless of where they are in time, history, or whatever. So there are four key questions that we need to be addressed to help us shape our worldview and work together in harmony so that we can have this logically coherent worldview. And these, these are three really deep questions that you can consider, but there are stages and phases in life where we these questions do actually rise up for us. The first question is the question of life's origin. This deals with how life came about. What is our explanation of this? So that's question number one. Question number two is is the meaning of life, is meaning. This deals with the question of why life came about, the purpose and the meaning of things. Question number three, uh, the question of morality. This deals with the questions of the views of right and wrong, good and evil, helpful and unhelpful. What basis we use and how we know the difference. This is the realm of intrinsic values and how they came about to be globally. Then our final question is that of destiny. This deals with the question of the ultimate destination of life. What happens to us at the end of life and after life? So as you can imagine, having a worldview that can answer these four questions with logical consistency means you've really stumbled across some truth. Now, obviously, I'm going into some pretty full-on things here, and um, I I, want to be careful not to go too far into this, but the question we've got to pose to ourselves sometimes with this area of limiting beliefs, and I I tell you, the reason I've addressed it here specifically and spent some extra time on this worldview area is because this has been something that I've realized that there's a certain point where people need to evaluate, is what their, is their worldview really working for them? Is it logically consistent? Is it coherent? Is it helpful? Or is it all fragmented and all, you know, sometimes we have these expectations of things in life, like life is fair. Like clearly that is not a truth statement because life is not fair. If you go into your life thinking the life is fair, that is a limiting belief and you will suffer more than you need to. Accepting the fact that life is not fair, good people don't always win, the hero doesn't always get the girl or the boy. Understanding that bad people succeed in our world. Um, And there's also justice there too. But understanding some of these things is, I think, is really, really important. So does your worldview answer the above questions with a level of certainty that creates wellness in your life? Or creates limiting beliefs. If you choose to believe in a certain belief system, be it religious, non-religious, it must answer these four questions in order to be logically coherent. Is your worldview coherent, logical, and helpful? Can it pass the truth test? Now, for most people, um, I mentioned before, most people would know that I'm a person of faith, but I wasn't always a person of faith. 
you know, some of us have uh, had some really difficult experiences growing up with, uh, you know, with, with God and the church and all those sorts of things. And I have too, man, I, I promise you. But as an adult, I've gone back and reviewed a lot of the, those things and I've reshaped uh, my worldview and, and filtered out what what is what is not helpful and what is helpful. And um, so I came to a position and I want to put this to you as a, as a truth claim. Something for you to think about and put through um, some of the things that I've talked about in this podcast in terms of worldview. And the statement of truth for you to consider or disregard, it's totally your choice, is faith and science complement each other in creating a holistic wellness success experience of life. I believe if you just have faith without valuing science, you have an inconsistent and inability to experience life to its fullest. If you just have all science and refuse the faith realm, then I think the same is true for that. And so um, so there we have it. Let's just finish up now with um, some steps to changing limiting beliefs. We must be prepared to believe we have the potential to change and grow and improve. This is something I always talk to my clients about. A lot of times the limiting belief that I've encountered with people is they actually don't believe in change. They don't believe in pro... Uh, they don't really believe in breakthrough. They don't believe they can really change. They think they can modify things a few things, but they can't really change. So that right there might be the, the surface limiting belief that's, that's showing up. So let's go through this again now. Number one. Set the stage for facing the truth by firstly offering yourself a gracious context. Remember, offer yourself a gracious context. Judgment-free, safe, curious, willing to investigate and explore and drill down through those different components. Start with facing the truth about your results and your behavior. So we're going to go through this chunking down process. Start Start with a specific result in your life you're not happy with. Then look at the behavior, drill into the choices, look at the values, look at your core needs. That will get you fairly, fairly close to a limiting belief. If you get stuck, um, you you know, after a while of doing this, my suggestion to you would be to employ a, a professional life coach to help you to do that. So look at the area in your life that you have set goals but are not achieving the results. Maybe it's an area that is constantly unsuccessful for you, is not working for you, weight issues, uh, discipline not watching TV, job promotion not happening, starting a business, not doing the course that you want to do, you know, pulling out all the time, feeling like the hand breaks on. Whenever we have that sense in an area of results that, that the hand breaks on, we just kind of can't break through, that usually is showing to us that there's a limiting belief about yourself or about your world somewhere there. Choose to think about that and, um, and begin to sort of go through that process. Then number three is you chunk down and use the leverage, you know, leverage ideas that we've already talked about. So you might want to go back and listen to the podcast again and write some notes and help you to drill down through that choice. So we started with results and behavior. Now we're going to look at choices. What choices have you led me, have led me to this behavior and this result? What is happening and why have I done this? The next level down, values. What really matters to me? Here is the, situ- the situation. What is priority important to me? Chunking down again to core needs. 
What core needs am I needing to review and attend to and meet resourcefully? Understanding that core needs will always trump your values. Please remember that. Core needs sit before your values. It's all great to have a belief that you want to be a person who's values-driven. I totally believe that. But underneath our values, we have these needs that need to be resourcefully and helpfully looked after. Once we get to that point, we start to get close to the limiting belief. If, it, if not, it just pops out itself. And when we see that limiting belief statement, it'll just come to you. It'll just be there and you'll go, wow, it's just, it's arrived. You'll go, wow. Like for me, I believe that if you perform perfectly, you get the love. It just came to me. I went, I do believe that. And then I looked at my life and I saw my life through that lens of that limiting belief. And I realized that is how I show up. I would never take opportunities. I'd be afraid to show up because I couldn't, if I couldn't do something perfect, I wouldn't do it. And then it just all went pear-shaped from there. So very limiting. Once that limiting belief statement sort of pops up, we need to ask, is it actually true? Once discovered, we need to assess the data and evidence around it being true or false. Freedom is always linked to truth, not lies. If this is limiting you, it is not true. When we discover new information about something, we easily believe something new. This is what happens here with this belief. New information, fresh perspective, gives us access to new insights that help us have more life-giving, resourceful beliefs, which then in turn, turn into great results. Maybe your belief has been, you are stupid. Maybe you're hidden behind that label and that belief for so long because you're actually really smart. And you're afraid to show up smart because it may change everyone's opinion of you. See, freedom freedom is linked to truth. It, it's, is it true? Is the statement that you've discovered, is it really true? Put it through some of the truth test. Is the statement true? Is it really, is it in, embedded in reality? Is it consistently true? You know, go back to some of that worldview stuff and you can put it through that. And the last thing is replace the limiting belief. You know now it's not true. So what should you believe instead? The new and upgraded belief needs to be resourceful, helpful, and life-giving for you. It needs to create a freedom for you to show up at your best and be who you're really meant to be. Test out your new belief for the next week. Just test it out and see what other modifications might be in place. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I really hope that's been helpful for you. I've talked long enough. And um, I hope that as you uh, look at some of this information about limiting beliefs, that it's really helped you to prevail, to break through and get access to the life you really want. Take care. All the best. Thanks for being here today. If you would like to get in touch and find out a bit more about me and what I do, please visit levelnextleadership.com. Until next time, I'm cheering you on.